Hello. Hello. How are you, darling? I'm good. I'm just picking the strawberry pulp out of my mouth. Mmm, that's um, cute. Mm-hmm. Hi, hi, everybody. I'm Erin. I'm Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Dude That's Fucked Up. Oh, welcome. Have a seat. What? You yeah. know what? Take a load off. We're going to tell you some stories. We're going to talk about picking strawberry pulp out of our teeth. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a variety of other things. Oh, yeah. It's going to get real poopy today. Ew, yeah. I know. <laughs> we, it's It's combining actually two episodes one very recent and then one from a, a few weeks ago that we did kind of sort of <laughs> like we just had the missing 411 oh, episode. Right. yeah so like we're it's, still in the outdoors guys yeah we're taking it outside again today it's the end of mm-hmm. summer um yeah just want to get out there go on adventures go on adventures uh um pay a lot of money for them <laughs> it's gonna be fun. We'll freeze our buns off. Freeze our tits off. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Get that frostbite on them titties. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, before we get into that, uh, do we have any business or anything that we would like to tell the people? Um, business. Mm. Uh, may maybe just check out the website dtfupodcast.com. As always. Yeah. I would say also share with a friend. Yeah. Um, it has, uh, on the website, you can like do all the things. Mm -hmm. There's our, our store you can go to, which we have t-shirts in and stickers. Uh, quite a few people have been buying stickers lately. So get your sticker before they're all gone and we never make them again. Just kidding. (laughs) I'll, I'll reorder some so that we could keep selling them, but you know, um, you don't want to be left out. No. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a really unflattering picture of us on the website. Mm. It's fun. It's a fun time. Yeah. Your arraigning men video is on there. Oh, yeah. Which is uh-huh. so fun if you haven't watched that yet and you're like, what is this? Yeah. Go to the website and check that out. Uh-huh. I made a video. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah. That's all for me. Okay. Uh, Anything fucked up this week? Um, I feel like I had something and then I, I didn't really. I don't really have any. Well, when I was watching you pick out the strawberry flesh from between your teeth, it looks like you like ate like a, a I don't know, something very bloody or something. <laughs> it's still in there, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, this, you know, life with braces is r- really rough. Uh, yeah. No, I don't think I have anything fucked up this week. I, um, it's mostly been a fun week, I think. That's good. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been kind of chill. Um, well, do you? I was, yeah, um, sort of. I guess this is like kind of a segue into the topic. Like I, the other day was, I had a, r- a rough day with, oh. with feeding. It was like a nonstop situation where he's like, baby Jack's going through like a fucking growth spurt. Oh. And it's like constantly eating. And it's like you're depleted, you know, like you, and it, I wasn't paying attention and I just like was so wrapped up that I like didn't eat or drink anything for like a few hours oh my god and it's like if you don't do that like you're you're gonna get dehydrated and really hungry and I just like got really really woozy and I like pass out pretty easily yeah so I have to be way more careful about that but I was fine it was fine I just needed to like get my blood sugar back up and like actually rehydrate myself so I was stupid but um, you pass out on planes specifically 
I've passed out on a plane. I, I, um. You told the story about how you like crawled out of the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you like I thought crawled. I was going to. It was terrible. I thought I was going to shit myself oh and my throw up God. all at the same time. And instead I just passed out. <laughs> and then you like crawled out and then you like reached up for a man and you're like, can you help me? Yeah. You're like, like, what, is, what is, row is this? Yeah. So And it was like three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, on Everybody's a red asleep. Eye. Yeah. Scaring the shit out of poor people in That's pitch black darkness. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was thinking about all the times I passed out. Um, not that time, but another time <laughs> I... I, when I was a kid, I, w- I used to go camping all the time with my, my, like the men in the family until like mm-hmm. I became like a adolescent and yeah. was like, I'm like getting my period now. This seems inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but when I was like, you know, 10 years old, whatever, I was like very much a tomboy and just ready to go on camping trips and be disgusting for a week straight. You yeah. Know? So at one point though we like go up to the Sierra Nevadas to to uh, go fishing um and i at one point there's there's a really high elevation lake that we w- went to um and i've been there before but this one trip for some reason i started walking to our fishing spot on the trail and i just passed out <gasps> like i hit the ground oh my god and i don't know have you ever like passed out like like out of like nowhere? Fainted, fainted no. out of nowhere, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like you start to get like the wah-wahs and you get like a tunnel vision a little bit. Is the wah-wahs like in your ears when it's like a wah, wah, wah? Yeah, everything kind of is like, <laughs> yeah, it's super yeah, trippy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, but that was the first time that it ever happened to me, like uh, where I like had passed out. And then like when I was like a teenager, uh, I was like anemic and stuff. And sometimes I'd pass out if I was like. Oh, wow. On my period or something. Oh, my God. Just, yeah. So uh, I just have to be more careful and, like, actually keep my blood sugar, like, at a normal level. Yeah. Uh, but that got me thinking, like, that fishing trip, passing out at high elevation, that's a thing that happens sometimes to people. It's not, like, super dangerous or anything. You just have to, like, take a- it easy. Yeah, you got to adjust. You, like, can't push yeah. yourself too hard. Yeah, exactly. Before you're, um, like, acclimated. Yeah, and we grew up in the mountains, and so mm-hmm. it's like you would think that I would have known this, but we we were so used to we like grew up at like a mile high basically, and yeah, it's it's always fun going back home and uh, having a drink and being like instantly wasted. Yeah, because we're not used to it anymore. So <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, we're, we're it's like oh yeah, I grew up here, but it's like yeah, but you haven't been here in so long. And they always yeah. used to warn the sports teams like yep. coming up to be careful and like stay hydrated. Yeah. Because yeah. you could get altitude sickness. Yeah. yeah. So, but that was a very extreme case, but it got me thinking, um, and this is a segue into our topic now. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about Fucking Mount Everest. Yeah. We're talking about Mount Everest and the fucked up shit that is happening to Mount Everest. Yeah. Or on Mount Everest. Uh, yeah. I mean, the whole thing itself, the whole idea of climbing up a huge mountain is just fucked up in itself, I it may- think. Yeah. I mean, it makes me tired. I have no interest. The hubris of it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I, I cool. just, I'd never be able to do it, obviously, because I can't, I probably, I don't think I could go past 9,000 feet without feeling like sh- absolute shit. Well, you have oxygen tanks and stuff, right? If you yeah, climb yeah, Mount yeah. Everest. So I feel like you train for it and I'm sure oh, yeah. people have done it that, you know. I'm sure 
if you tried hard enough, you could probably train to do it. But there's so many things that are, like, uh, working against you, like the weather and, uh, like, you know, just there's, like, all this other shit. And it's Yeah, it's so extreme. Ex- and, it's, and it's expensive. It's so expensive. So, and so we're going to talk about the two most fucked up things about Everest. And it's not just the, like, climb itself. Like, that yeah. in itself is, like, intense and crazy. And, like, everybody knows that. Yeah. But, like, um, <laughs> everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. It's, like, it's like climbing Everest. It's, like, a, it, it is a – it's synonymous with, like, doing something incredible and a feat of human achievement, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, fucking Miley Cyrus wrote a whole song about it. The climb. <laughs> I've been thinking about that song the entire time I've been researching this. I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's a climb. I was like, she's not going to get this because she probably no. doesn't know Miley Cyrus. And then you're like, fucking Miley I Cyrus, Miley the climb. Cyrus. My favorite song. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great song. It's so good. Oh, my God. Um, well, you know... <laughs> It's the club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. It's a great song. Well, I just yeah, I would never do this same this thing. It's yeah. it's it seems just so terrible. Like not <laughs> I like to do things that are fun. I don't know. Same. I, I think a, a example of human achievement is just getting through your fucking day sometimes. Yeah. So without ripping someone a new asshole. Yeah. Or just you know not like feeling like absolute garbage. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's weird that it is someone's fun. I don't even know that it's fun. I feel like this is just something that some people have a desire to do and Godspeed to them, yeah. but not I. Um, but let's just talk about just some real basics. Let, let me it. introduce Mount Everest to everybody I real love quick. Just the basics. Just in case mm-hmm. you didn't know. Um, so Mount Everest is the highest peak of the highest mountain we have in our world. Small little planet. Oh. Um Right? It's I, I like, think so. It's, it's the highest one. So that's why it's like very intense and people are all about it. So, but it's the highest height of the peak is 29,029 feet. Mm. So that's 8,848 meters. It's 60 million years old. Oh. Uh, that's the approximate age of it. Um, it costs $25,000 to secure a climbing permit per oh. person. Oh my god! Yeah. Like fucking. So if you want, if you wanted to do this, you can't just like go and do it. You have to like get a permit. Yeah. And you have to pay twenty five thousand dollars for it. Yes, yeah, so, which means you're like a rich person. Because also, okay, side note, all that's just the permit to go up there. You have yeah. to get fucking plane tickets. You have to be on a vacation. You have to buy all the gear. Like you have and to not train. to mention. Yeah, you probably have to train for this for like well over a year. Yeah, and that I would, means I would assume that means going to other mountains that you probably don't live near and climbing yeah. those, and that's all. And expensive. all the gear, all the gear you have to buy is intense, and then you probably have to pay also to have the whole experience, like a, a Sherpa to help you go up the mountain. You can't just yeah. do this stuff alone. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a rich people sport. Yeah, real rich. Um, it's uh 
so four, approximately 4,000 people have climbed Mount Everest since the very first person, Sir Edma, Edmund Hillary mm-hmm. and his Sherpa Tenzing Norgay in 1953. Those are the first people to summit Mount Everest. That's kind of cool. Now, it is pretty cool to have done it in 1953 when they didn't have like Gore-Tex and shit. Fucking, yeah, Patagonia, like. <laughs> yeah, they had like jeans and some fucking leather, leather boots. <laughs> <laughs> and probably leather jackets. Like, what else do you... I don't know. Oh, they probably like, it's had probably parkas. Like fur. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, yeah. They fur. had something. Fur, fur. Yeah, yeah. They had something, but it it, it was not... They just, I like, duct taped a bunch of down goose pillows to their arms and back. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh. <laughs> and then the North Face was like, hey, that looks like it could be a cool jacket. Yeah. Mm, there's something <laughs> there. Oh. <laughs> Um, there's a really cool infographic on uh, WashingtonPost.com uh, oh. if you wanted to just like Google Mount Everest Washington Post infographic. It's mm-hmm. pretty tight. Uh, it just shows you kind of in relation to – like it gives you kind of a lay of the land of where – how high everything is and like where each base camp is. Mm. And um, it's like – it's very interesting. Just like having a visual aid is helpful sometimes. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah. So – only 4,000 people over the period of time from 1953 have summited or climbed it mm-hmm. uh, and summited, I, I suppose that number includes. Uh, and it seems, I don't know, that's that's still a lot of people. For something that, the, that's, that's for, that expensive, that, that Yeah, hard. that's so prohibitive to do. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so from that number of people who've, who've attempted it, over 375 people have actually died trying to climb it. That's that's a pretty big chunk of people. It's close to ten percent. Yeah, I did the math. Good job. <laughs> it's a, 400 would be ten percent. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So and most of those people died from. I when I was going through like the list of people who died, like they list the cause of death, and a lot of it is due to avalanches. Yeah, and falling, like falling Ugh. from like a, you know, ledge or whatever. Um, yeah, it's av- avalanches, injuries from falls, ice collapse, exposure, frostbites, or other health problems related to, uh, like, being at such high altitude. And free- um, it's freezing pretty- temperatures. Yeah, because it's fucking gnarly cold oh up there. Yeah. Um, and not all the bodies that have, like, dropped <laughs> have been located, so... Some of these people, maybe they got tumbled up in a avalanche. They weren't able to be dug out, or they oh, fell yeah. from like a little ice cliff or down a crevasse or something. Never yeah. found. Yeah. Um, that's pretty fucked up. I I'm fucked up because all I'm thinking is, ha ha hooey. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, uh, the most recent and the worst single death day toll day toll. Death, single day death toll uh, ever in the history of Mount Everest is in modern times, I guess, with accurate counts, uh, was on April 25th, 2015, pretty recently. Yeah. Um, 19 people were killed in an avalanche at base camp. Oh my God. Uh, after, do you remember that big earthquake they had? It was like a 7.8 earthquake. No. And it killed a bunch of people, uh, 9,000 people, and in. Nepal yeah. and uh, it injured twenty three thousand people. So it was oh like a, it was a big deal. Yeah. Um, and actually, 
I remember this very vividly because um, some people that DJ and I know are were friends with one of the people one of the people that died at base camp. Wow, like very loosely connected, but yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. people that we knew were friends with him. So oh my they were like posting about it. It was like crazy. So I I totally remember that earthquake and the the horrible. <laughs> avalanche that killed all those people so oh my god very terrible it must have the avalanche must have killed like everyone at base camp yeah like it's a lot of people yeah yeah. because not that many people are climbing at the same time no well or are they there i think the the most people to summit it in a single day have been like upwards of 40 people oh so there's like a constant seemingly constant stream of people because not everybody goes all the way up to the top some people just like go up to a certain point and then turn around and come back. So, yeah. uh, but it's like, why, why just, why even do it yeah. <laughs> if you're not going to try to summit it? I don't know. I know. Why go just like up to base camp three or, or up to camp three? Well, it's for like, a lot of people, it's like due to like, literally they can't go any further, yeah, like yeah. physically. So, yeah. um, and you know, Hey, you get to, you do get to say you cl- climb Mount Everest. True. Even if you didn't summit it. So. Also, fucking you survived it and you can get the t-shirt in the gift shop <laughs> um there is this thing on mount everest called the the death zone it's a mountaineering term for the altitudes above a certain point which mm. is around twenty six thousand feet yeah so from that point on up to the summit is the death zone on everest so yeah it's a it's where most of the people die yeah uh the oxygen level at that that height, that that uh, altitude is not sufficient to sustain he- human life. Oh, my God. That's where you need all the oxygen tanks and stuff. So fuck that. Yeah, fuck um, that. There's over 200 bodies that are just left up on the mountain. Ugh. Because once you're up there, who's going to, you know. No one's going to carry back you back down. It's, all, it's already so much work and so exhausting and so mm. much on your body to just climb that with all your shit. Yeah. Like, you have your whole pack of shit. Yeah. And, I don't know, and to have another expedition go up to, like, retrieve a body is extreme. And I'll I'll talk about all the, like, stuff involved with that in just a second. Yeah. I'm um, sure it's basic- expensive. Oh, yeah. But basically, the people that are, like, left up there are used as landmarks. Like, if they're out in the elements. <sighs> and Because they just have to just leave them where they drop. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> if, you're, if you're with a person and they get hurt or something... It, and they could turn around and make it down the mountain, great. But if not, like, I, you are, you're putting yourself at risk by trying to stay with Help them because yeah. you're going to run out of oxygen. It's really, really scary to yeah. think about. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's. And it's fucking most- voluntary. <laughs> this know. is like the horrible part because it's like, this makes me, like, just what you were saying, like, oh, if someone's hurt and you have to, like, figure out if you're going to bring them down the mountain. It's not like you were on some, like, you're, you, you didn't, like, Sir, you know, you weren't in the plane crash from the movie Alive or the book Alive. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, you were like, hey, know what sounds fun? $100,000 for like this whole thing. Yeah. Or whatever. And then your friend's like, fuck, man, I twisted my ankle. I can't walk. And you're like, fuck. I know. I know. Yeah. It's. Oh, God. The worst. The worst. Um, the, the body of uh, green, quote unquote, green boots uh, mm. is probably the most like. <sighs> famous image of of a body that's just like left up there yeah um 
this person is not just green boots. It's a person whose name, uh, he's an Indian climber who died in 1996. Uh, and people believe it's uh, the body of Teswang Paljor. I think Pal- it's Sewang. Paljor. Sewang Paljor. Sewang Paljor. Yeah. Uh, and he, his body is near a cave that um, all, all the climbers that go up uh, one of the route, the main routes have to pass on their way up to oh the peak. Oh my God. So he kind of like is a, a waypoint marker that people use to gauge how close they are to the summit. And this one is like super sad to me. Like you can easily find this image on the internet and yeah. like a, an interview that they did with, uh, I think his brother, he was just like, yeah, I can't, I can't look at images of this. It, it's too upsetting. Like, yeah, it's a human body just like left there that people are like, oh, there's old green boots. We're almost yeah. there. I oh. don't know. Take, yeah. Take a left at the at green boots. Like, it's so fucked I up. I know. One mile to green boots. Yeah. It's the la- it's the last stop for food and gas. Yeah. The- yeah, that's sad. <laughs> D- Re- oh, what? No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, is he like, can you see his face and stuff still? Because he's like frozen. No. no, it's like he, I think he's like face down and he's like covered up by like a lot of ice and snow. Oh. But you could see his like. The boots. You could see his boots and like his his uh, his like climbing suit and stuff. Oh. Um, but and it's like kind of bright colors, so that's why it's like still very visible. Yeah. Um, uh, and then another really sad uh, situation that is related to green boots is um, in 2006, a, an English climber named David Sharp uh, joined Green Boots. He, oh God. He stopped. He knew, like, oh, he's like, okay, here's the cave where this this marker is. So it's he stopped. The cave. <laughs> he stopped to Sorry. like rest there. Yes. <laughs> and he was resting, but his body, he he like, as he's sitting there, he like froze in place. Oh. So he couldn't get up, and he couldn't move, and he was still alive. <gasps> and over the time that he was just sitting there, it's still alive but like in bad shape, uh, over 40 climbers had passed by him as oh he sat there God. freezing to death in real time. Oh my Like he God. was still alive and all these people were just walking by him. I think at one point people realized that he was still alive, but they were just like, what can we do? Yeah. Like he's literally frozen to the ground. We can't move him. Like it would take. He'll die on the way down. He'll die on the way down. Like he's already like too far gone. Yeah. It was, oh my uh, How fucked God. up is that? What? That's so fucking, that's like, um, but do you think like your brain releases chemicals so that like, do you think he knew he was still alive or do you think he was like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, he was probably suffering tremendously, I would think. Or probably like, uh, probably like in and out of consciousness if he was like, um, I don't know. I don't know. I and wonder, he probably had hypothermia and frostbite and like it was probably extremely painful. But it, are those things painful in the moment or is it after? Because you know like how uh, when you have hypothermia you feel wo- too hot or whatever. Yeah, like, and I people want, like take their clothes off like yeah, we were talking about last episode. Yeah, yeah. I wonder mm-hmm. if it's like your brain releases stuff because like it's horrible to think. I, I hope his brain released things where he like was out of it or you know like yeah. didn't realize what was going on because like that reminds me of when people um get anesthesia and like are awake they th- oh yeah 
or you know, it's like the horror story of that. I think maybe that's. But you're in like, life. well, because you get when you have uh, when you have anesthesia, you're administered two different medications: one to paralyze you, and one to yeah. um, knock you out. Yeah, and sometimes like the, the knockout doesn't work. Yeah, the knockout doesn't work, you're but you're paralyzed. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. How fucked up, dude. Ugh. Oh my god. Ugh, it's too horrifying to think oh about. Oh my god. Oh my god. I know. That's sad. Yeah, that I sucks. Know. That was really sad. When I read that, I was like, ugh. Yeah. It's so rough. And then this one's even more sad to me, Oh, though. no. Okay, so this woman, Frances uh, Arcentiev, Arcentiev, was the first uh, American woman to reach Everest Summit. Mm. And this is like 1998. Um, and, it, well, she was the first one to reach Everest Summit without the aid of bottled oxygen. So, holy fucking How? shit. I don't know. I think you have to train for extremes in that case. I don't know. I don't get it. Because, like, I'm thinking you can't – okay, it's not like you're on full oxygen the entire time. Yeah. But you can't go for more than 48 hours in this in – in the death zone without oxygen. So, so, yeah, you need it as, like, a crutch more than, like, right. the whole and, time. But it doesn't take, like, that long to get to the summit from – like you are, if you're hiking, 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 yeah, and you get to the summit, it's like a full full day, maybe half day. I don't know. It's yeah. it's hours, not days, to like do this. Got it. From got it. from the from the point of the bottom of the death zone to the top of the summit. Oh, okay, you're almost so there then. You're almost yeah, and so but she wouldn't be spending that long. So she made it to the top, yeah. came back down, and got lost from her the people she was hiking with. She was with her husband and like I, I'm assuming a couple other people in Sherpas. Uh, got separated somehow from her group and got lost. Uh, her husband went back to look for her. And as he's looking, going back, trying to retrace his steps to find her, he comes across uh, two other hikers that had seen her. They're like, yeah, we saw her, but – and she's – I th- we, like, think she's hurt. We started running out of oxygen, so we had to go. Uh, we had to leave her, but she's she's here. So – they leave, go on their separate way, and then he eventually gets lost too. So he – she was still alive. He knew she was still alive. He was trying so hard to find her, but he got lost too. People think he fell. Um, and so she died, and he died also. <gasps> and they they couldn't even find his body till like the following year or something. So. Oh my god, it's so sad. It's so tragic. How do you get um, lost? I mean, I don't know. I haven't been like, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, stay together. I w- I wonder if it's one of those things where people. Oh, I forgot to mention it was at night. They were coming back down. From oh, the okay. Summit. So it was dark. Down back down to to the to the the camp below at first i thought maybe she just went missing and i was like were they on their honeymoon and did he just take out an insurance policy because this <laughs> sounds fishy but they both died so i don't think that's the case uh no, he was like he was very much trying to find her so that's so sad i know it makes me so sad like he yeah it is very tragic and very mm. fucked up yeah so they 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 did find her the next day um she was still alive um and they they found uh, the husband's ice axe and rope like nearby her where she was, uh-huh. uh, and they the, uh, they had to leave her though because she was in such bad shape and they couldn't get her down. And then they, like I said, 
he was it was like it seemed like it was so close that the husband was defining her because they found his stuff nearby but yeah so sad but anyway probably wouldn't have mattered except they would have like notebooked together yeah right Uh but like uh they couldn't have saved each other no they couldn't have saved each other they yeah yeah it was sad yeah um so when people go up they know that it's a possibility that they'll die and i think they have to like say like leave my body there oh like that's that's the that's the the thing that they're doing like Like when they they sign the waiver it's like i understand like i might die doing this and you might not and you and you're gonna leave me there yeah like they understand the yeah the the way it's gonna work yeah but like some it reminds me of people like old people who go on a cruise and are like if i die on the cruise just bury me at sea (laughs) which is very romantic is that real that's real, yeah. Wait, so like people can sign up to take a carnival cruise when they're like ninety, and if they died, then the cruise director just like sends them out. I think so. I don't know if it's. <laughs> I don't. I'm pretty sure that's a thing. Well, burial at sea is a thing, but I don't know if it's like from the cruise ship directly. I'm thinking like they like everyone, you know, they're like round to my ties and everyone sees you off the back. Of the- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. That's what I picture too. That'd be tight. <laughs> they're like, the- make sure that, make sure the, uh, whatever the coffin or whatever is heavy enough to sink to the bottom. Yeah. Oh, and they're just like, throw your luggage over after you and they're like bye it's, it's just like a carnival cruise where yeah. everybody's still like playing in the pool and then there's a funeral happening on the back of the boat yeah oh god oh, jesus well and some people are really upset by this like the the families of the people are really upset by this yeah and want the body to like bury them like if they're you know need a need to have like a religious ceremony uh and it's like super upsetting whatever they to get the body off the mountain is insane. So the price tag of trying to do this can go anywhere from 30000 to $70,000. Oh, my God. Uh, to have, like, a full expedition of people go retrieve the body. So if you think about this, you have to have a group of people because it doesn't take just one person to go grab a body. No. They need they – need and since most of the bodies are in the death zone, it's so dangerous and – you have to have multiple people to carry down the body right? and to like carry all the supplies and shit. So, I mean, it's like a full, like it's, you're like, you're doing a full trek up the mountain yeah. to go get a dead body. So it's going to be like six to 10 Sherpas, uh, to go get a person. And if you think about this, like logistics wise, it's, they have to like chisel the person out of ice and Ew. snow and then a body that has been frozen weighs more than a body that is just a normal yeah room temp. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's so so fucked. Yeah, and that's like assuming the Sherpas <laughs> <Sorry>. survive. <laughs> yeah, and they die all the time. They, yeah. I would say, like. There's inexperienced people die all the time, but yeah. also very experienced people and all like all the Sherpas, not all the Sherpas, but many of the Sherpas have died over because they do this shit like a million times, well, not a million times, like upwards of 10 times. Yeah. So like that puts your odds at dying a lot higher. higher. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, man. It's <sighs> so shitty. Oh my God. Speaking of shitty. Yeah. There's 
something even more horrifying <laughs> than dead yeah. bodies. On the I mountain. think it's equally horrifying. Okay, equally. Uh, but the volume of it is significantly more. It's insane. And this is what made us start researching this topic. Dude, there's 14 tons of human shit up on that mountain. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> What are they doing? Isn't it's, a ton a thousand pounds? I thought it's two thousand pounds. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot. There's twenty eight thousand pounds of human shit. Like on it's added the significantly to the girth of the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> the death zone is expanded by like fucking yeah. eight hundred square feet, or so I yeah. don't know. Yeah. yeah, it's like how it's like how New York City's financial district is built on like a fucking landfill. Ugh. Yeah, that's gross. Well, so it's so fucked because you think about all these people going and they don't have anywhere to put their shit. Apparently, so there's two. I guess. I mean, I don't know. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> well, there's it's no fucking like, like toilets up there that are coin no. operated or whatever. It's like you're on another planet and there's no flush toilets. So yeah. it's. I didn't even think about this, but it is logistically makes so much sense. Yeah. So there's two popular, the two most popular routes are the South Coal route and the, that's on the Nepalese side. Mm -hmm. And then the North Coal route, which is on the Tibetan side. And both routes are littered with oxygen canisters, broken climbing equipment, trash, human waste, and dead bodies. Humans are the fucking worst. I mean, just because it's, it's broken, put it back in your bag. You gotta, you brought it up. You're bringing it down, bud. I, I like, I. It, it's so weird. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many days exactly the trek is. It could, it could vary. I think from person to person, and depending on the weather and stuff. But it's like, fuck, dude. Yeah. I don't wear some depends or something. I don't know, dude. And all this trash. Okay, there's gonna be some trash from the dead people. Mm-hmm. Wait, I mean. No one's taking that down. No. And and also there's dead people. But like everything else, it's like, dude, you brought it, you bring it out. You bring yeah. you bring it in, you bring it out. Yeah. It's weird. <sighs> um and since it's so cold and like nothing like nothing degrades, like it all yeah. stays preserved. Yeah. Um, there's literal garbage juice leaking out of glaciers. Ew. Oh my god. Yeah. And it's yeah. like so pristine otherwise. Yeah, we see pictures of Mount Everest and we're like, wow, that's like the purest, like... Untouched. Untouched yeah. wilderness, mm. like where no, no human, like barely any humans have been, which is sort of true in a way, but the humans that have been there have fucked it up. Yeah, they've done... <laughs> God damn it. Oh yeah, they've done quite a job. Quite a number. Mm-hmm. Um, so like at a base camp... A number two. A number two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Like at base camp, they have access to like toilet tents, which are just basically outhouses with like drums that they can carry down to the lower areas that they could properly dispose of the waste. Uh, kind of. Don't they put it into a? Don't they? Haven't yeah. they dug a hole into a frozen lake? Yeah, yeah. that's not proper. <laughs> no, I don't think that's properly disposed of. Actually. I mean, is there anywhere to? Uh, we've talked. We talked about this in our poop episode, the toilet, the yeah. history of the the toilet episode, where it's like the amount of waste that we create, just our human poop waste, is yeah. so staggering that 
we don't even know what to do with it. I know. The one man has a solution uh, that we could talk about. But yeah. But yeah. It's But um, yeah. I mean even so even this like properly disposal proper disposal is not great. Yeah. Uh but once you're up on that mountain, there's nowhere there's there's no outhouses. There's no like little, you no. know, you know when you're skiing and there's like a little lodge <laughs> on the midway point up the mountain. Yeah. There's no après ski like no. lodge like for you to go use the bathroom. It's like all just fucking rocks and snow and ice. Well, um, and I don't think the climbers care. And also, I read an article from like Outdoor Magazine, which is like uh, about the outdoors. Yeah. Um, uh, if you yeah. didn't know, yeah. Uh, and they were talking about like how they, uh, someone was talking about firsthand experience and how they've climbed it, and it wasn't even something they thought about. Like, while they're preparing for their trip, and then, you, like, it's not something you think about. Wait, hold about. on. How do you not think about pooping on any trip that you're going I don't on? Know. I won't I won't do Machu Picchu because you got to poop. Like, it, like, the whole bathroom situation <laughs> is horrifying to me. Yeah. That is, like, the number one thing that I think about, like, even yeah. when I'm going on a fun beach vacation. <laughs> oh, my God. I pooped three times at work the other day, and I was horrified. <laughs> And it it was because I <laughs> I'd taken some fiber pills the night before, so it like oh, no. it wasn't like diarrhea, but but it was just like urgent. Yeah, I got some stuff moving, and so yeah. I and so the first time I was like, oh god, but then I was fine, and then I ate lunch, and then I had to poop again, and I was like, oh why? And then I was ready, getting ready to go home for the day, and I had to poop again, and I was like, oh my god, I hate <laughs> today was the worst day. Uh, so disruptive so disruptive but yeah like how do people not think about this as like part of if you're if you're prepping you have to be prepped for months in advance for this how is that not i don't know it's like dude at the front of your fucking mind especially when you're like putting you know like you're like going to rei and like buying all your equipment and all your clothes (laughs) and you're like okay i'm gonna have to wear like eight layers how am i gonna shit or piss yeah like how are you? I gonna- I think about that depending on like if I'm wearing a fucking like romper. Like <laughs> come on. <laughs> like and like, I, like is their butt exposed? Like when they poop? Like I don't it know. has to be. And or do you like do it in your sleeping bag into a bucket or something? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Do you have like a um like a a wrap for yourself while yeah. you're out in the elements? Yeah. I don't know. Is there just like a like on old-timey cartoons where you just like drop a little flap in your butt and then you poop out that <laughs> i don't know geez i don't either well either way they people are just digging holes in the snow and shitting yeah and leaving it there yeah yeah that's like what they throwing, have yeah yeah that's what they're doing once they climb the mountain because at yeah. base camp they have these little blue toilet things that the sherpas bring up and down the mountain bless their hearts God i hope damn. they're being tipped handsomely and then, I hope they are millionaires. I know at this point, but you know they're not. It's Ugh. just exploitation of fucking these people, probably. Oh god! And then when they're on the mountain, yeah, it's like either you like people just are shit, like just like walking out of their tent, shitting on the snow. Maybe yeah. maybe they dig a hole in the snow and poop in that. Or also, some people, I guess, poop and then throw it over into like the crevasse. Yeah. I mean, I mean, at least that's out of sight, out of mind. If you're feeling extreme, that's what I would do. Yeah, <laughs> everything else on this trip's been extreme. Yeah, let's let's make the poop fly. Uh, also, uh, 
Okay. Yeah, I we already said I don't know how I could shit in these freezing conditions. There's so... Okay, so... There's so much shit. So there's like base camp where you get ready to go and then you go up the mountain and there's four more camps and they're just like camp one, two, three, four from one being the lowest to four being the highest. Right. And this is where everyone stops and camps for the night before moving on. And, or, you know, you spend a day or two there, whatever, getting used to the air. I don't know. Yeah. Getting acclimated to whatever. Yeah. And these camps are like, always the same areas and someone described it as a minefield of shit like you and you don't even think about it they were like you're like looking around and you're like this is so beautiful and you're like walking and you look up and like you see the peak and it's just like the most glorious thing you've ever seen and then you look down to where your feet are stepping and there's shit everywhere ew human logs of shit what the fuck i know again it doesn't decomposed no. because it's so fucking cold so yeah. it's just like a freshly frozen forever preserved turd <laughs> that sounds like a qvc pitch freshly frozen forever preserved it's yours for three payments of 29 <laughs> and if you call now yeah We'll throw in one for half price. Oh, God. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, none of the shit's decomposing, uh, especially towards the top. I guess towards, like, in, like, maybe base camp one, sometimes it's a little different. But, yeah, it doesn't. Um, and then here's a fun fact. So, Oops. oh, hello. Sorry. That's okay. My front door. Oh. <laughs> um, here's a fun fact. Climbers, so you don't carry your own water because you'd have to carry it for the duration of your right. Uh, you're 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 trying to keep it as streamlined as possible. Yeah, yeah. So with the things that you're carrying. Yeah. So um, what you do is you bring like little heat stoves and stuff like that, and then you boil snow to make drinking water and like to make your food in and stuff. That yeah. and that means um, that. If you're getting snow from base camp and you're trying to dodge all these turds, <laughs> you're probably not and you're definitely boiling poopy water. Yeah. And people yeah. people actually like get sick at the lower camps, camps one Ugh. and two. People get um, digestion, like people get intestinal issues. Yeah. Because you're they're drinking boiling shit, shit water. Yeah. Because Ugh. they're boiling people's shitty snow. Ew. Yeah, it's really gross. And sometimes when, like, the, the temperatures are, like, even just slightly less severe. So, like, uh-huh. it's, maybe it's, like, instead of 20 below f- freezing, it's, like, 2 below freezing or something. Yeah. You can smell it because there's so much shit. There's 14 oh tons. Oh, my God. You, yeah, you can smell it. Like, it's not decomposing, but it's it's getting warm enough where there's, like, a, a faint. A whiff. A whiff. <laughs> A hint. A hint of shit. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Man. So. That's so rough. Yeah. Ugh. So there's a lot of well, shit. Well, I, I guess, like, the final question is, like, what can even be done about this? If and anything. If anything, because yeah. you have to have people go up to retrieve all the shit. And at this point, there's so much of it that it's, like daunting to think about so my first suggestion 
is to have people stop seeking out death in such elaborate ways. Like, <laughs> yeah, that solves so many stop. problems on this yeah. journey. Like, don't do not do it yeah. anymore. It's, like, not even that cool anymore. Like, people have done it. It's, like, a fucking... <laughs> the youngest person to ever summit Mount Everest is 13 years old. Yeah. The oldest person was, like, 78, I think, or 76. Yeah. So the youngest person is Jordan Romero, youngest person. Did that in 2010. And then the oldest person... To ever reach the summit was Min Badher Shir Shir Chan in 2008. Uh, So, like, it's already been done, guys. Like, how old was that person? 76. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's old. I mean, take up smoking or something. Like, what? I mean, that's probably cost you the same amount of money over your lifetime. It's true. And you don't have to go Uh, anywhere. Let me just read you this excerpt from. this person who's a, a former climber who's who's done it before. Okay. Uh, whose name is Seaborn Beck Weathers. Oh. If, if that's not a rich person's name, <laughs> I don't know what is. Seaborn <laughs> Beck Weathers. Seaborn Beck Weathers. Um, <laughs> he he chronicled his experience of nearly dying, uh, and he he wrote this book called Left for Dead. Uh, he strongly. Uh, advises people not to climb. Mm. He And he told the BBC in, in an interview, if you don't have anyone who cares about you or is dependent on you, if you have no friends or colleagues, and if you're willing to put a single round in the chamber of a revolver and put it in your mouth and pull the trigger, then yeah, it's a pretty good <laughs> idea to climb Everest. <laughs> Fucking yikes, Oh my dude. god, uh, shade. I mean, that's a... Uh, that's some sass right there. That's... God, that's intense. Yeah. Like, he's he's so – he's done it before, and he's like, nope, fuck this. Don't do it. Huh. So, yikes. I mean, uh, but he wanted to do it, so people are going to do what they're going to do. Well, his name is Seaborn, so – Yeah, I mean, he does whatever like, he wants. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I mean, I think there's also, aside from not climbing it, people are going to climb it, but there's like yep. – there's like things that they could do to help the situation so it's not so gross yeah um so uh i think a few years ago uh or maybe like in the uh, earlier 2000s nepal instituted a mandate that hikers have to carry down 18 pounds of garbage so like Mm. you have to leave the mountain when you return if you return uh with 18 pounds of garbage and they'll weigh it and if you don't meet the requirement you have to pay $4,000. Like, you, oh, wow. Yeah, like you leave a deposit when you go up, and when you come down, if you haven't met it, they keep your $4,000. Huh. So that's helped a little bit, I think, in terms of like regular trash. Yeah. Um, And like, I'm guessing, like, I don't know if you carry 18 pounds of food. Maybe you do. So it could just all be RX bar wrappers and fucking coconut water boxes, but like, I. <laughs> But probably also maybe some of their shit. Uh, hopefully, who knows? Um, and then also, so uh, the blue toilets became a mandate in the early two thousands. Also at base camp, so that that it used to be maybe it was getting a little bit worse. So that has helped stop, yeah, some of the shit from being left all around the camps. Um, and then also, there's other there's products that are created for people for climbers and hikers and people people who go into nature that don't want to leave their shit 
and yeah. uh, and they're actually things that are enforced in other on other uh, mountains like Denali and Mount McKinley in Alaska, uh-huh. um, and those are called wet bags or clean mountain cans is another product, um, and or sorry wag bags and clean mountain cans. And it's basically just like a little receptacle you carry with you that you just like keep shitting in. Huh. So. And does it like stick? Like how does it like, I don't know, does it make a soup of it for you where you can like (laughs) dump it later? No, I I think you just throw it away when you get back down Ah, to like civilization. But I think you just like put in a bag, shit on it, close that one up, push it down or something. Oh, like a. Like a diaper genie. Maybe like a diaper <laughs> genie, yeah. But like you, I think it's not just like, I don't think you just open this can of shit every time and add another yeah. one, but maybe that's how it is. Um, uh, I would hate to use one of those, but yeah. um, it would actually take very little to enforce something like that, um, at, at least like. Yeah, because you if you have to do all this stuff to get your permit and everything. Yeah. Like what's. Like, all they have to do is, like, have a checkpoint where they're checking in all your, like, gear and shit. Yeah, I don't know. And, you, and they make sure you have this, like, poop receptacle and then you can go. I know. I don't understand why they're not enforcing that. But I guess it's, like, it has to do with some sort of, like, the Nepalese bureaucracy or something. There's, like, hmm. something that's keeping it from being mandated or it's just happening really slow or something. So it wasn't really – it. yeah, hopefully they start doing that. Huh. Yeah, but there is, um, yeah, oh, right now, so, because right now they're trying, they're they're doing a good job of, like, getting people to, like, clean up the current poop, like, with the Sherpas that take the blue drums down and stuff. Yeah. And, and that's fine for, like, all the poop that's being created now, but, like, all the old poop hasn't been addressed. That's the thing, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. There's years of shit, like yeah. decades of shit that yeah. are still up there. Yeah, decades of shit. And so there is a guy who has pitched a solution and he's climbed Mount Everest and he was like, he was like, well, it was so amazing, but like all I could think about when I got back was how disgusting all that poop was everywhere. Oh my God. And his name is Gary Porter and he um, is a retired engineer and he, oh, he didn't even climb full Everest because he something happened but this was in 2003 and he was so gross he probably stepped in too much shit yeah he probably he probably like tripped on someone's like frozen log into (laughs) some other frozen shit yeah and it was like well i'm done here yeah he's like you know what i'm gonna head back home yeah um but so he's like this is dumb so he he has a solution that's called a biogas digester and it's Mm. basically what it would do is turn mountaineer excrement into something more useful so and this is all from a washington post article um that we read and it what it does is you just add like uh it it produces fertilizer and methane and it creates a um, a renewable biogas that can be used to cook food and to like light homes and whatever you need it for. Yeah. So the problem is though, it's so cold up there that normal biogas methods like Mm. Whole Foods does this with like, they try and reduce waste of like unsold food and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So they break it down and create um, biogas. Like like compost it into this into this form yeah yeah exactly um they they use digesters and so it wouldn't be something different from what whole foods uses 
um, where they like add anaerobic bacteria and it produces this, you know, this gas and fertilizer. Um, except that it's so cold up there, they have to figure out a way to do it in freezing temperatures because the gas huh. needs heat or the, right. the um, bacteria needs heat to like break everything down. Right, right, right. Yeah. So that's so then he's like, okay, well, he did come up with something where you like. But you bury this canister underground so that it's insulated. And then uh-huh. you, you put like a little um, hut over it and you yeah. can keep it a certain temperature and it uses solar panels and it like heats up the shit and it creates gas. And it and it has actually been approved by the Nepalese government and they're trying to like figure out how to get this put up there. But this all still seems – and this is like a good way to clean up the old doo-doo – but it still all seems like way more than just like enforcing a wag bag. Right, right, right. Like because they have to have somebody climb up, yeah. build it, make sure – maintain it, make sure it's like working yeah. properly. Like it's it's all – it's work. It's work. It's a ton of work. It's so but much it's, work. But also like like you're saying, it's like they're trying to solve the problem of the previous poop and they should do right, both. Right. They yeah, should they have, should be they doing should, both. They should be doing both. Like, they should have a way to get rid of the current shit that's there or the past shit, keep, and then whoever's in future and current shit, you know, <laughs> minimized. Why <laughs> Why aren't they, the like... The once in future shit. I yeah, don't know. yeah. Why aren't they, why aren't they incentivizing climbers to, like, collect shit? And, like, you know, like, like how we do, like, if you collect recycling bottles, you'll get paid five cents for every, like... They should incentivize climbers to collect shit yeah. that's up there and, like, bring cer- a certain amount of it back down with them and they'll get, like, money back from their... <laughs> get that brown gold. <laughs> I don't know. Like, there has to be a way to, like, incentivize people to bring it down with them. This, yeah. This seems like a lot of work. Because also someone is going to still have to collect and pick up all the shit to put it in this thing. Yeah. Exactly. I don't – it sounds nice, I, it, but I don't – I feel so bad for these Sherpas. It's like they're fucking janitors of the mountain. Like, Oh, yeah. No, they are. They're like the stewards of of these – of the mountain. And then they they have to like babysit the, all these fucking rich white people that go up and try to hike this mountain. It's so and, gross. And then they have to clean up after everybody. It's so ridiculous. Oh, I feel so God. bad. Oh, is that Jack? Yeah. Do you hear him? Yeah. Is he okay? DJ, yeah. DJ's, oh, DJ. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's just like I, I read something quickly and I wanted to go down this rabbit hole, but I didn't. Um, and it was about like the impact of this whole – it's kind of like an industry in a way. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a whole economy is built around yeah. the people that have to service the people that are – wanting this. to climb the mountain yeah yeah and it's like it you people like to think that it helps the community that like lives in the at the foot of mount everest and like oh yeah like we're bringing tourism and all this money and stuff but actually like it's detrimental i think is i didn't really go down the i should have read more about it but it, it's not as positive as everyone likes to think it is yeah, that, it's just so fucked. What a – it's a shitty system, literally. Yeah. Oh, God. It's – I don't know. Like, it's a turd gauntlet. And I just feel like – A turd I, gauntlet. I would not want to climb that. Like, 
it's worse than like a dog run or like, you know, where people don't pick up. I don't know. It's like. Oh, oh yeah, totally. You paid all this money to like walk around in other people's turd fucking cemetery. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like not only is there shit, you're also tripping over dead bodies too. And there's dead bodies. That's worse. But yeah. Poop's gross too. Well, well, I, you know, I hope we've dissuaded anybody from wanting to climb Everest. If you yeah. wanted to do that, I hope you're having second thoughts and maybe just climb <laughs> another mountain. I don't know. One yeah. that, I, I don't know. It, it just, it's so sad to me that this like wild and pristine place on our planet has been totally tainted by humans in yeah. such a terrible way. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I think it's, it's noble that people like and romantic that people want to do this thing and like you know god bless people who who can do it yeah but uh or who want to do it i don't know it's just uh it's a lot but you know how they say like leave something nicer than when you uh, did your Mm -hmm. like ever mom ever tell you that it's like oh when you go do this or visit your friend leave it nicer than you then you found it it's like yeah, yeah that's how we should be treating that all right yeah, that's well, all I got. Yeah, follow us on social meds at DTFU Podcast on all the platforms. Yeah, um, we're on everything. Yeah, tell a friend. Um, I haven't been posting on the Instagram, and I promise I'm going to start posting again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, we don't like post super frequently to any of our social meds, but... Just like when we have new episodes and stuff. Yeah, when we have new episodes, but we'd love to interact with you there if you feel yeah. like you want to talk to us um yeah. we're definitely very active in the in the closed facebook group yeah um but so yeah join that if you haven't it's yeah, fun join it's that silly. we'll let you in um, just answer the question it's questions. very chill yeah very chill yeah um yeah that's all uh i can think of i hope uh everybody has a great week and thanks for listening as always yeah you're excellent you could be more excellent if you rate review and subscribe on itunes oh my god yes and Yeah, be excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Be excellent to each other. And yourself. Yeah. Bye-bye. (laughs) Bye-bye. Your bye-bye was funny.